And uh, God has been so faithful to this place. And that's really what today is all about. Today is a celebration of all that matters. Today is a celebration of all that God's done. And as we look forward to all that he is going to do. And uh, we want to just walk through uh, this season, this next season of ministry together. Uh, really seeking the Lord and seeking what God would have for this house as we take another step forward. Uh, one of the things that is amazing, for those of you who have been here from the beginning, is just to, re- to remember, and for those of you who, who weren't here from the beginning, we, we just want to share with you from where we were and where God is taking us and just celebrate all that he's done. But if I could give you a little timeline uh, of where we've been, I messed up my box. This is a no perfect people allowed at Redeemer City Church, including this guy. All right. But um, in 2016, so really the story starts when I was 15. And I'll just leave to your imagination how long ago that was. Uh, unfortunately, it was longer ago than I would choose to admit. But in, when I was 15 years old, God called me into ministry. And I had no idea what that meant or no idea where that would take me and my future family. I was 15. And... So over the years, God just began to shape my heart for uh, what happened in 2016. And, and in 2016, we launched Redeemer City Church and our doors were open. But as you look around today and as you walk around in here, um, th- this is not what Redeemer City Church began as. Redeemer City Church began as a dream, began as a vision that God put in the heart of just a couple people and I want, to, I want to just walk you through what some of that looked like. This was not the very first meeting. This was the very second meeting. All right. And uh, we were at the bottom of a set of stairs in a, in a warehouse over in Ybor. Um, and, and I don't even remember if we asked to use that stairwell or not. Um, I had gotten a job as a janitor at that place. And so I had a key and I think we just... I think we just used it <laughs> in the name of Jesus. We just rolled in there and use it. Can I get an amen in church today? All right. Don't worry. We pay rent on this place. It's going to be fine. You're not going to get kicked out today. But uh, what that represents is something so significant. You know, a lot of times we ask the question, you know, why does Tampa need another church? Why did Tampa need this church? And as you look around, you probably drove by five or six churches on your way here. And what I want to do is just walk you through what God has done and then uh, really cast a vision for why this church, why this place, what, what, what's the thing that God has called us to together as Redeemer City Church. That, that's where we want to go. But as you think about this And we think about the humble beginnings. For those of you that were there from the start, I just want to remind you of where we were. That is a vintage couch right there. (laughs) We may or may not have lit that on fire uh, shortly thereafter as an offering to the Lord. But, uh, you know, it's amazing that, you know, we, we talk about that eight of us or ten of us met under a pavilion in Ebor, and this was just the week after that. And you can see that there was eight of us or so. And we just began to pray. 
we just began to pray that as we would open our doors, that that God would provide for us and that God would do something significant in our midst. Uh, You know, what God told his prophets of old is that I'm doing a new thing. And, And that's what we were asking God to do. We were asking God to do something different, to do something new, to do something that began in our hearts and was fleshed out in our lives and then would be transferred to a people that he would assemble. And so he slowly began to do that. We grew to 10 the next week, right? And so we just kept praying and kept praying. And and this room looks kind of cool. And uh, in fact, uh, Ben even worked some magic and made it a little cooler. And we put some lights around. But there was like open outlets and stuff. And uh, it was very dangerous. <laughs> you, could, you could get hurt at Redeemer City Church. And uh, this was another room that I'm not sure we asked for at the place I was working. But um, God just began to be kind to us. And uh, oh, by the way, this was our kids ministry. <laughs> that was a closet. That was a closet. Uh, praise God, the outlets for some reason were at like eye level. We're like kids ministry, right? So if we put them in the other room, they're going to die. So uh, thankfully, that was my two kids on the bottom and my nephew up on the top. So if there were any casualties, it would have just been the guy who decided to drag everybody into starting this thing. And so that's where we started. And uh, I, I just wanted to show you, you know, we referenced that moment, but that those moments were... Moments of great sacrifice, not just from one person. It was the sacrifice of many. In our eyes, many. In the world's eyes, very few. But it was that group that God brought together just just to just begin to pray and ask him that he would do something significant, not just in our lives, but in yours. And watch him work a miracle. And so we just began to pray that little group of people Just began to pray and ask God, what do you want us to do? Where would you have us go? And uh, I started looking at all kinds of buildings on lunch break and stuff like that. And just asking God, where do you want us? Where do you want us? And we looked at buildings and Jake and I even strong armed a few people to try and get them. Like, we're a church, man. We're a church. God will bless you if you bless this church. And they're like, like, where is your church? We're like, it ain't here yet. It's just Jake and I and our families. And I'm not even sure they're happy about it. But what's coming? And, you know, we got turned down so many times. And there was one building that Jake and I, we, I just remember standing in the parking lot. And I think we invited some other people there. Ben and was, I don't even know who was there. It was so long ago. And we stood in that parking lot and just asked God for that building. And he didn't give it to us. He said no. And we like, can I just tell you, we really wanted that building. And I was so sure that God was going to provide a miracle and that God was going to give us that building. And he said no. He really did. He said no. And, and I was so disappointed by that. I just remember being so disappointed. Like, God, I, I did this and I did this and I gave that. And I, and I was just, I was so frustrated. And then my mother-in-law called me and she was driving around right here in this little neighborhood which, just for the record, was not this neighborhood at the moment. None of that cool stuff was out here. And, uh, in fact, the building looked like that on Google Images. And that, that is where I felt the same way, man. I felt the same way. 
I might have even said that to my mother-in-law on the phone. I don't want to go there. And so we just we began to look down the street. We looked at all those buildings where all the cool stuff is, and we're like, well, we like that would be cool, but we don't have any people and we don't have any money. So like we just looked, and then my mother-in-law sent me a photo, not this photo, that's obviously from Google, but sent me a photo of the sign that was there that said for rent. And she's like, well, you should just call that guy. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to call that guy. I don't want to be in that neighborhood. There's nothing happening in that neighborhood. And I really just remember arguing with the Lord in my own prayer time that this cannot possibly be the place that you want us to be. It just can't be. And I'll just fast forward. That's exactly where God wanted us to be. And so what we didn't know at that moment when we moved into this little place, which, by the way, didn't look like where you're sitting right now. And uh, that that was that was the place. And we just began to pray and we just began to ask God, like, why did you bring us here? What do you want us to do in this place? And then the city of Tampa began to invest in this neighborhood and things began to grow and things began to pop up. And at the same time, we were praying for this group of people that was now 12 strong and just praying, God, what what did you bring us here for? What, what, what do you have in store for us? And you can see that where some of you are sitting in the back, there used to be walls. You can see where the pulpit is there. There was, there was walls there. That door was not here. And so as 2016 came to a close, we, we had a prayer. We had a prayer that we would reach more people, that God would reach more people, that God would bring people through our doors that needed Jesus, that needed Jesus. And so we began to, in faith, prepare for that. They weren't here yet, but we just began to prepare. And we give it like Jake almost died in that top middle picture. Because <laughs> uh, when you don't have any money, you tear down walls on your own. So uh, Jake and I took a day off of our jobs and we got hammers and stuff. I'm like, oh, we can do this. No big deal. It's just like a couple walls right here. We'll just rip those suckers down. And uh, yeah, yeah, we should have got that next week, next week. But we just started tearing walls down, just believing that God would make a way. We sang that today because we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew what God had called us to and that there were people who needed a church in this neighborhood and so we tore stuff down and put stuff up and God was very good to us. And he began to send a few more people and we began to see uh, people catch a vision for all that matters. People catch a vision for what Redeemer City Church would be and would be about. And so that was a year of reaching more people. And then in 2018, we recognized that as we were filling this place up, we needed to make more room. Uh, Jake mentioned the kids back there. We, we didn't used to have all those kids' rooms. Uh, that room that's right there was not there. We only had the two rooms that were right here, and then the room, three rooms behind that weren't there. And so uh, we just began to ask God to give us more space. And so our landlord just continued to give us more space, and we said, We'll take it. I don't know how we're going to pay for it, but we'll take it. And so we took it and we did those rooms on the bottom and, and we expanded the kids space and we put this wall up and 
In fact, this wall didn't used to be here. So like if you're a parent, you know how this goes. You'd be having church here and you'd like look off the corner of your eye and you see Johnny disobeying. You could just get right up, walk over to the door and be like, you need to sit down right now. Right. Daddy can see you. See you, son. Okay, so it was just me. I would hear my children and I could just turn around, give them the business, come right back to preaching. Right. And so. Quickly, people realized that Mitch needed to not be able to see his kids. And so we we just began to make more room, believing that God would have something for us to do. And he, of course, has done that. He, of course, has done that, right? And so as we put those kids' rooms in and started having picnics and fellowshipping together and just asking God to build his church, uh, he did that. He did that. And so um, as we came to this point, we wanted to bring all of you back together uh, in one service and really ask the question about all that matters. Because as we look back on all that God has done and just celebrate his goodness and his faithfulness and just all that he's done. And there's so much, so many more pictures, right? Like, like if we had an hour and a half, like I could fill that time. With all that God's done and the miraculous ways that he's provided. And just the sheer fact that at the beginning, I think I knew four or five of you. Jake didn't even know Kevin <laughs> when we started, right? Like that there was just a, a group of people that God was assembling. And, and as you come here today and as you sit here today, what, what we are asking is this question. What matters most? What matters most? See, because as we look back, like, is the things that matter most the fact that we were able to transform a space into what it now is? Like, like, is the thing that matters the fact that we were able to graduate to a chalkboard wall? (laughs) Or that we were able to get a nail gun out and put the wood up so it looked cool with the lights on it, right? What matters most, those things that I showed you pictures of, all of that is awesome. And it was a labor of love. And there were many people who sacrificed to give to make that happen. But what is it that matters most? When you go to the scripture and you, you think about that, perhaps the Apostle Paul was the guy who went outside of Jesus, who went through the most stuff for the gospel. And when he was writing to a group of people that he loved in a city that he loved, in a church that he loved, he answered that question of what matters most. Here's what he said. He said, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received. Okay, they got saved because of the preaching of the gospel in which you stand. They're now standing in the gospel You don't graduate past the gospel. You get saved by the gospel and then you stand in the gospel. Because newsflash, when you got saved, you didn't you became a new person in God's eyes, but you were still a work in progress. Amen. And you still are. I know you. In which you stand and then listen to this and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, listen to this, 
For I delivered to you as of first importance. This, this is what matters most. Paul's saying this church is what matters the most. So when we, when we ask that question, what matters most, this is of first importance. This rises to the top of the list. That Christ died for our sins. In accordance with the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. You see, what matters most was not all of the building. It was not all of the moving. It was not all of the equipment. But it was all of the people, right? It's all the people that God has, every, every face has a story of life transformation. Every dollar you gave, every minute you sacrificed, every uh, foot you sacrificed, Jake, and, uh, you know, all of that was not for this building. It was for these people. Amen? Amen. You see, because what matters most is people. What matters most to God is His people. It's those of you that He has adopted into His family. That He's called His own. That's what matters most. That's what matters most. And so as, as you think about the people and these photos and the stories behind them and all that God's done That's what matters most. That's what matters most. Our vision statement as a church goes like this. Redeemer City Church exists to share and spread the liberating power of the gospel. I asked you the question at the beginning, why does Tampa need another church? There's a lot of good churches in Tampa, but we're laser focused on this idea that God sent us into the world to share a liberating message. Jesus said it this way in Luke chapter 4, I have come to set the captives free. I've come to proclaim sight to the blind and set at liberty those who have been oppressed. See, we like to say it this way, that, that God came for broken people because broken people are all that there are. And so as a church, we exist for this moment. That God brought us to this neighborhood at this time, in this moment of history, because as all of that explodes. We're the one church sitting in all of that, exploding in selfishness, exploding in self-seeking, exploding in the pursuit of pleasure, exploding in emptiness. Without hope, the Bible says. As all of that goes up, God was working two and a half years ago to put a lighthouse right here in this neighborhood so that there'd be a church that could put a sign up and remind every single person that walks up and down these streets to, to pleasure themselves that, that there is something more. And as we look towards the future and we ask the question, what matters most? We want to, as a church, just declare that they matter most. The person that is not here yet matters most. And that we're here in this moment for them. 
And that's what we're working towards. And so uh, we say it this way. Let me walk you through our core values as a church. What matters the most is that we love God. It's that we love God. The Bible says it this way. We love because he first loved us. You see, what, what Paul said is what is of first importance is the gospel. And he said that you received. If you've received the gospel, you, you've been part of a miracle. You've been part of a transformation that, that was outside of you, that God has brought inside of you. And it's not just for you, it's to be shared with those around you. And so we love God and what that produces in us is our second core value that we share good news. If you call Redeemer City Church home, we love God here. But we recognize that we've been called to share good news. And we do that in this way by serving our city. So you'll see on our wall back there, these core values. We love God, we share good news, and we serve the city. And as we come towards Easter and our third birthday, and then next week I'm going to share some very tangible and practical steps that we want to take together to prepare to reach those people that are not yet here. And I'm going to share very practical nuts and bolts. And so I want you to come back and hear that. But right now I just want you to think about the fact that you are Redeemer City Church. And these are our values. And these are the things that God has called us to in this moment for this time. And what I'm asking you to do is, is to uh, come back into this moment and, and recognize that this is not just for a consumer mentality, but this is for an ownership mentality. That, that this is not about us just uh, making things more easy for us. But in fact, it's about making things more uncomfortable, uncomfortable for us so that we can reach those who are not yet here. Both here in Tampa and around the world. And God's given us some incredible and some unique opportunities as we step forward into our third birthday. And I want to call all of us to be a part of that. Call all of us to take ownership in what God is doing in this place. But how do we do that? How, how, how can we do that? How can we do that? How, how can we do what we can't see? We do it in the same way as when eight of us sat at the bottom of a stairwell that may or may not have been cleaned. As we pray. We pray and we ask God to bring to pass what we cannot see yet. Because it's not our job to build the church. It's our job to make disciples and share good news. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never prevail against it. And so as we think about that, I, I want to I just draw your words this morning to the answer that Jesus gave to a bunch of religious guys, much like myself, much like yourself. They came to Jesus and wanted to stump him, basically. And they asked him this question, thinking, well, if you're really God, like you won't be able to answer this question because you know all of the things that you said and you're going to think that all of them matter. So they come to Jesus and say, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? What were they asking him? What matters the most? What matters the most? <laughs> Never ask the teacher the question when they have all the answers. Did you ever do that in middle school? 
try to ask your teacher a question or they ask you a question, you try to be a smart aleck and you forgot that you're dumb and they're not. I've had that happen to me more than I wish. And I'm married to Camden, so it still happens. Can I get an amen in church today? (laughs) Here's how Jesus answered. He said to him, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. It's right there on the wall. We love God. We love God. Why? Because everything flows out of that. When, when you fall in love with Jesus, the rest is going to happen because you can't help it. And so when we gather on Sundays, we're, we're loving God and we're worshiping God and we're celebrating God. We're not celebrating us. We're celebrating God. And then look what he said. He said, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then listen to what he says. He says, on these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. What did Jesus say? What matters most is that you would love God and love people. When, when you strip away everything else and all the systems and all the processes and all the things that we do and all the things we do to do it well and the excellence at which we try to set forth, when all of that's taken away, what we recognize is the church only needs two things, God and people. We love God. We love people. Because Jesus said, on these two things hang everything. We need Jesus and we need each other. (laughs) I love that. Jesus' closest friend reminded us this. By this, everyone will know. Everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Can I just tell you what I think when I look around at the church, the larger church in general, is that when the world looks at us right now, they, they don't know that we're his disciples because we're not really good at loving one another. And, and what, what, what my prayer for Redeemer City Church is as we move into this next season, as we sacrifice for this next season, is that this would be the thing that, that the businesses sitting around us and that our homeless friends here come to this place and that they find and that they see and that they feel and that they experience is that this is a place that loves one another. That what God is doing here is so significant because of our love for one another because the Bible says this is how people know. You can say what you want, you can share what you want, but how are they going to know that you're for real? By your love for one another. And then of course. This mandate isn't just for anyone else. What, what you and I have to recognize is that this, this moment, this opportunity. This next season of ministry is our responsibility. It's our responsibility that, be, that as, as we love because God first loved us. And as we love each other well. That, that there's a very specific reason that Jesus left us here right now. And here it is. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Why, two and a half years ago, when none of this stuff was here, 
It was us in Salvation Army. Why? Why were we placed here? Because God was orchestrating that this light would be situated right here so that as all this stuff grew, that there would be a church ready to serve a neighborhood that was about to blow up with people with the love and good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so what, I'm, what I want to challenge you as the band comes up and they're going to play another song and I'm going to ask you to just declare in your heart today that this is what matters most. That this is the thing that we have been called to. And next week I'm going to share a lot of, a lot of the tangible results of that. But, but this is exactly what it says matters most. That we would love God and that we would love people and that we would be a witness. And so uh, what I want to encourage you to do today is to commit to not be a consumer, but to be an owner. Does that make sense? That, that God's done all of these things, but he didn't just do it for us to be comfortable. That as we grow and as we hit our third birthday, that, that we would all collectively take ownership that this is our church and we're here to reach his people. We love because he first loved us. And so next week we're going to talk about what all that looks like. But what I want to encourage you with today is the gospel. To just bask in the glory of God once again. That all that matters for you in this very second and in this very moment is that Jesus Christ stepped out of the splendors of heaven and forfeited all the rights of God, Philippians says, and came and lived the life that you could not live with perfection. And then he died the death that you should have died to pay the price for your sin rose again on that third day so that you could have life. Amen, church. And if you've never confessed Jesus as Lord, if you're here today and you walked in and you're in, walked in on this family meeting and you're like, what's this all about? I want you to know that that's what this is all about. That because of Jesus Christ, you can cross the line of faith. Because of Jesus Christ, you can have hope and life and purpose in this life. That he came for you.